0: In the middle of a good dream Like all at once I wake up From something that keeps knocking at my brain Before I go insane I hold my pillow to my head And spring up in my bed Screaming out the words I dread I think I
1: love you I, think I love you
0: This morning Hello and welcome back to Enter the Asylum, a podcast where two brothers try to watch every single asylum film ever produced. We're your sick and twisted hosts, Benjamin and
1: John.
0: If you're not sure what the asylum is, uh, they made the source slash the surge, and that's all you really need to know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the one good movie they made. Uh, no, they're they're most famous for making the, the Sharknado series, uh, all the uh, CGI killer shark franchises uh, that wind up on the sci-fi channel, like Mega Shark, Ghost Shark, Two-Headed Shark Attack, uh, and, of course, Sharknado. Uh, they sure love
0: their sharks, don't they?
1: They really love their sharks. Um, they've also done... Um, all the uh, mockbusters where they rip off a upcoming blockbuster they just uh, they they rush out a, a title really quickly uh, stick on a vaguely familiar sounding name like transmorphers or American warships um, that but... one has a
0: great little story by the way they got sued for that one, actually. Um, oh, when, when yeah, they, yeah, yeah. It was they called it American Battleships, but then um, the company made Battleships sued them for being far too close.
1: Uh, we we can't have you infringing on our original product based on a board game <laughs>
0: <laughs> with aliens for some reason. I mean, uh, the movie's a mess.
1: They they are a they they are a parasite upon the the Hollywood. Actually, that's not that's not entirely fair. It's Hollywood's asylum. a
0: parasite itself.
1: It's, well, that's the thing. It's like that's a tick a th- on.
0: It's like a tick that's sucking the blood from the tick itself.
1: So. That's the thing. It's like <laughs> it, they, they're they're a parasite on a vampire. It's like can you really blame them? You know, can you really feel bad for the vampire?
0: They never um, lost money. So they
1: are. You know what they are? They're like they're like the. Um, they're like the the Uber example of like Hollywood. They're they're like the 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 zenith, the 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 Hollywood at its most cynical and uh, uh, corrupt and unoriginal. Basically, all of the worst tendencies you see in uh, mainstream Hollywood, where it's just remakes, sequels, uh, just kind of hashing out the same things over and over and over again. The Asylum takes that. But just to the next level. Um, yeah.
0: Mm, before That's... we get into the film we watched today, you watched a film I've been personally really interested in.
1: Yes. This past week, I went to the Hollywood premiere of uh, Best Friends uh, with Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero. Uh, Best Friends with the R in parentheses. So I'm going to call it Best Friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, this is the this is the Greg Sestero written uh, movie, um, and uh, capitalizing on the success of both the the Room and the Disaster Artist, um, and I think definitely your enjoyment of this film is enhanced if you've read the book, The Disaster Artist, uh, not the movie. Uh, it, you have to uh, read the book because the um, the book paints a darker image of that relationship between Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero than the movie Wait, hold does. On. Hold on.
0: Okay, is this film a fictionalized story or is this like the, based the, the, on... the
1: film is a fictionalized story. It does say... The, the trailer does say tongue-in-cheek based on true events. All right. Um, so... I would say it, it helps to under, if you understand that relationship, that real life relationship between Tom and Greg Sestero, when you go into this movie, it's not essential, but I think it, it, it helps your enjoyment. And there actually are a few references to the book specifically, hmm. uh, in the film, um, that I, and like a few other people in the audience, uh, like, you know, got, uh, we were like laughing hardly at that. Almost everyone else in the audience is like, I don't know that's a reference to. Um, the, um, But yeah, what I was going to say was the uh, the book The Disaster Artist paints a darker uh, image of that relationship between Greg Sister and Tommy Wiseau than the movie does. The movie, and this is my main critique of the movie, it's a fun movie, but it's a very superficial treatment of Tommy Wiseau. It's a very, it, it's a very gentle uh, uh, treatment. It doesn't really explore the many ways uh, how, how, um how backstabbing and and selfish and greedy and uh manipulative Tommy Wiseau can be um whereas uh this movie uh, since it's written by Greg Sestero um kind of explores that relationship a bit more um through this fictionalized uh treatment which is the only way you can really do it <laughs> Uh but anyway, for, as for the movie itself, um, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's got a very art house aesthetic to it. Um the um since this is the Hollywood premiere of the movie, Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sistero did show up to uh sign autographs and do a little Q and A. And Paul Shear of how'd this get made, uh who also uh plays a small role in this movie actually, um he showed up for that Q and a as well. And he described it as a Lynchian sort of movie. Um, and I definitely see the comparison. I don't know if it's quite as creative as a David Lynch film, but it's, but I, but I definitely, but I understand the comparison. It's, it's definitely a very surreal, uh, movie. Um, it, yeah, it it has a a very art house aesthetic to it. And it's, and it's, it's interesting. It's, it's a dark comedy. Um, and it's, it, it's it's obviously it's very different from the room. But at the same time, there are little nods to the room scattered throughout, which is understandable because I think Craig Sistero understands that the only people who are going to even know that this movie exists are probably going to be, you know, fans of the room. Um, that being said, um, it's interesting. I think at times, Tommy was so actually delivered a more believable performance than Greg Sestero especially really? towards the end and the the key to this is that Greg Sestero and the the director to so I forgot who the director was but they obviously created this character around Tommy Wiseau. I mean, they basically they basically manufactured a character who Tommy Wiseau could inhabit in spite of being Tommy Wiseau. Um, all of the, like, unusual traits of Tommy Wiseau, his, you know, his, um, his just his everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, it kind of rooks in the context of this character. And there are moments... Where you almost forget—not quite—but you almost forget that you're watching Tommy Wiseau. Um Like
0: how so? Uh, like is, is his acting improved no, since the room? Okay. No,
1: no, no. It's just—it's just they came up with a character that Tommy Wiseau can play that you go, oh, okay, I could kind of believe this character. Like, yeah, this is this is a a very strange, surreal figure who who rooks in this rill that they've created. Um, So you can kind of buy it on those terms. Um, Whereas Greg Sestero, at times he's, he's pretty like for a lot of the movie, he's, he's pretty good. But then there are times where he's like turning in a pretty like, stale performance which feels much more like his moments in the room his his awkward performance in the room rather than a like you know serious uh uh, uh performance um but still i i really enjoyed it um it's a very interesting story uh, interestingly enough it's actually going to be a two-parter uh part oh, two is coming do out... they like
0: say stuff at the end of the film sort of like a teaser or
1: yes there's a teaser oh, at the end okay. of this movie uh, part two is gonna come out in june so it's all been shot it's it's you know it's it's ready to go um as uh, greg sistero said during the A, basically they just shot enough footage that they had to make it a two-parter um but um but yeah so part one ends on a cliffhanger and um probably my favorite thing about this movie was actually the cinematography um it's, uh, it's set in LA and it's, it's really well done. It's, it's excellent cinematography. It's, it, it really, it really, uh, it captures that, that interesting juxtaposition between the grit and the beauty of LA, uh, that's really hard to capture. Um, and a lot of films don't succeed at that. A lot of films can do either or they can't do Mm. both. Um, this movie manages to do both. And actually a lot of it, it was shot in my neck of the woods, um, kind of along the, um, uh, the, the Arroyo Seco corridor between downtown Pasadena. There's a lot of little local landmarks in there that I recognized and was super excited about, uh, about seeing. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I really enjoyed it. It's, um, Like I say, it's nothing like The Room, and that's definitely going to disappoint a lot of fans of The Room. Uh, I'm glad it's not a copy of The Room. It's not Greg Sestero trying to to cash in on The Room on such a blatant level. Um, But...
0: i have to check it out sometime, for sure. Um, So, I guess we'll get into the film now. Uh, Uh, Ah, yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we did this podcast for, after all. Uh, uh, so
1: yes, going, s- going back to the early days of the Asylum when they did original films?
0: Square- this film's original for sure. This def- Well, ah. um, okay. <laughs> uh, so Let's get started. Uh, today's film we watched was Jane White is Sick and Twisted. Uh, and it's probably the most well-produced Asylum film. That, I think we've seen that, so
1: far which is really sad. Mm. Um but yeah, for uh, yeah, uh, of the uh, of the early asylum films, this one obviously had the most like money and yeah. wasted talent. This is <laughs> um this is one of the most painful comedies oh, man. I've ever watched <laughs> it in rough. my life.
0: was There was many times where I had to take off my earbuds and look out a window for, like <laughs> a couple- thinking about Life what is i'm still doing
1: worth living um no this is this is a this is a comedy on the level of um the master of disguise <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> David amazing David that's David awesome covered, which actually came out the same year as jane white is sick and twisted it's on that level of just painful um and um and yeah it's uh uh it's a quote the nostalgia critic um reviewing bad comedies is hard because there's only so many ways you could say that wasn't funny
0: yeah this is this is something i've been dreading talking about this movie to start <laughs> off
1: with so
0: it's the, this does enough have weird things that i think i can we can survive the weirdest but...
1: thing about this movie is um how many um the 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 talent the waste of talent uh yeah. behind it there are uh, some actual like no names in this in this movie
0: such as kim little which we all know of course from the famous film killers
1: oh uh, uh, yeah she plays the main character jane White. heather yeah, yeah same uh, Heather. but yeah uh, besides her pretty much every single person in this movie is a former big tv star um which or, plays into
0: the core central plot Which, which, in a way. which plays into which the plays into the sort of the themes premise. of the film.
1: Which plays into the premise. Um, but there's one real. Well, there's actually there were two shock uh, uh, acting choices for me, um, which we'll get to. But uh, do you want to set the premise for this movie?
0: Sure, sure. So uh, the plot, the premise, of the film is basically Jane White uh, believes uh there's this um reality tv show host whose name jerry something i don't think they ever give a last name uh he has this thing called the jerry show uh, jerry king jane, i think he is yeah jerry jane White yeah, is obsessed with this man and believes um he's her father
1: the the yeah she's obsessed with tv she does nothing but watch tv and the jerry show is an obvious riff on the jerry springer show um and uh a Jerry in this case though spelled with a G rather than a J but otherwise it's just the Jerry Springer show
0: um this film actually starts off with a bit of that with um a sort of montage of Jane White the character inside a variety of different tv shows um, yeah it's, that were I, airing in the 90s it's
1: it's yeah it's sort of her interpretation of her life as a tv show
0: so yeah, things like the Sin Sims and Friends, um, it's it's pretty well done, I'd say.
1: Right? It's okay. It's it's, 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 good. O- it's okay. When I saw
0: that. I was looking forward to it in the movie.
1: Yeah the so. the, the little there, there's all these little transitions which follow the the pattern of the intro, which is they're they're modeled after uh, uh, real life TV shows, um, and yeah, they actually have like little like animated bits modeled after like the Simpsons or like later on the. Um, the old uh, stop-motion Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer uh, cartoon. Man, that, that was lazy, though. That was lazy? Well, <laughs> the so Simpsons, lazy. Well, the Simpsons one was lazy, too. <laughs> well,
0: that was, that was fine, though, because that was like, in a collage of other things, so...
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, it worked a little bit better in that context, but, like, what's funny is that the animation, it's like... I mean, the fact that it had any animation at all is, like kind yeah. of interesting because it's it's way, it's way beyond the the usual level of investment for the asylum this uh, film but was even, made but for even a, still it, know, it's funny audience. to watch like their animation because it has maybe like a quarter of the frames of like the real thing mm. uh, so it's like very very cheap animation um, but you can still tell what it's modeled after and um, yeah yeah it's 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 strange
0: So the camera then pans out and we see that Jane White is watching this uh, from a TV screen. And then she's watching the Jerry show. I think at some point they also mentioned Jane's father disappeared 15 years ago around this point.
1: Right, but she's convinced that Jerry is her father. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Jane's watching the show and she's an opportunity to appear on the show when the upcoming segment is about uh, transvestite closeted or closet transvestite prostitutes.
1: Right, right. The if you're a transvestite closet prostitute, uh, come on our show. Yeah, there there are three things that this movie uh finds uh hilarious. Yes, uh, I'm gonna one I'm is, is transvestites. Right <laughs> number two is braces, uh as in the braces in your teeth, and number three is buck teeth. Those are the three things if you th- if you find those three things hilarious, you are sets. in for a treat, man. This this movie is for you.
0: The word "sex" is very funny, and they say it a lot in this film. And I won't get into this right now. Um, This film, I'd say, is insensitive, and we're going to talk about (laughs) it. So, it's viewer discretion advised.
1: It's from the early two thousands when these kinds of when yeah making fun of transgender people was still okay. Um, But yeah, this movie would absolutely not fly today.
0: So Jane Hatch is a plan basically to dress up as a transvestite okay.
1: I should say okay. I don't mean like I like I think it was okay, but like yeah, but, it was <laughs> don't it worry was considered it. acceptable by the mass media of the time, just to be clear. Yeah. Uh,
0: she plans to dress dress up as a transvestite, um, basically in hopes of getting onto the show somehow.
1: Yeah, she okay, so so she's firstly she's an incredibly stupid person. Um yeah, I Very... don't understand. her
0: character's weird because sometimes she's someone intelligent, other times she's not.
1: Well, this is the thing. I mean, I would figure someone. I suppose who...
0: she's she, she's like I guess trapped all the time in her house, though. So yeah, yeah. Her sense. mom,
1: her mom is agoraphobic. She never leaves the house. So by extension, Jane basically never leaves the house. House, but Jane just wants to do nothing but watch TV. So that that's fine. But I would think someone e- like okay, yeah. Watching too much TV absolutely destroys your brain, absolutely. But nevertheless, I would think watching lots of TV would give you a better sense of what is socially normal in the in the world, and she has no grasp of what is socially normal or acceptable.
0: However, nor does anyone else in this movie.
1: Nor does anyone else in this movie.
0: So, she actually ends up appearing most normal everyone, uh... By proxy, so. Um, she runs into a group of uh, two uh, she, prostitutes.
1: Yeah, she, she dresses up as a, a transvestite prostitute. She goes out. Um, at, at night on the street. Yeah, yeah.
0: She tries to blend in, but she gets caught by them. And then uh, Chi Chi, their pimp, I guess. Yeah. Uh, finds out, and she's really forced it, to get put to and she has this work, really basically. long
1: monologue. She's she's a she's a black transvestite, so we get that little element of a character where she's talking jive, um, and it goes. It's on for very like fucking funny. Fucking forever. Very funny. Like like every every character has like basically like a little monologue where they get to like they get to just riff for like if it, it feels like ten minutes. <laughs>
0: No, that's, okay, I kind of feel this film was like, all right, we got this really great thing. Oh shit, it's 30 minutes long. Oh, God, oh, yeah, okay, Quick. again,
1: again, following the Asylum a tradition of having a movie that's only 75 minutes long, so they pad it out with, like, 5 to 10 minutes of credits, um, and, and there's plenty of fluff in the movie itself, but, yeah, no, I feel like they were sort of, like, behind the camera, sort of, like, egging these people on, like, come on, come on, give us more, give us more, give us more, come on!
0: Yeah, she's told to go see um, uh, Simona, right? At the motel. I think that's her name. Is this where uh, we get the
1: Monty Python-esque trans- Hold on,
0: hold on, hold on. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> she gets picked up by a man. um oh! Looking for a good time. Yeah. Um, yes! Whose name is Barney. But played, his real by name is David
1: Bowie. played by... Played by... Colin Mockery of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Huh? I was I shocked. I know who that is. Oh god. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, you're 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 too young. You you didn't grow up on 90s a uh, uh, 90s TV. But yeah, Colin Mockery was one of the four main people on Whose Line Is It Anyway? And when I saw him, I was like, is that? No, that can't. Yeah, be he's that. a real
0: mockery of an actor, am I right? <laughs> oh. <Uh-oh.
1: laughs> No, but that's the sad thing. It's like, I mean, if you've seen Who's is it Anyway, you know he's actually like, you know, kind of talented at improv. And here, I mean, like, he is the closest thing to a funny character in this movie. But still, man, like, he, um, it's not great. It's really it's not great. Um, and it's it's a it's a shame that he he had to do this.
0: <laughs> yeah, he takes her along uh, to the motel.
1: Yeah, he picks um, her up. Uh, uh, and this is when we the see the Mind Python
0: bit, where it transforms into a Mindy Python uh, animated yeah, sort of the, sketch. Bit. Terry yeah, it's yeah, the
1: Terry Gilliam esque transition. And did you think, um, did you
0: feel, I totally thought they're going to transition into a sketch.
1: Okay, yeah, because, because when they get to the motel, the person <laughs> yeah. who shows up behind the glass is dressed like uh, like one of those Monty Python guys in drag. Um, even the camera
0: angle does this, but they don't even bother to do the anything. The camera
1: angle, the quality of yeah. camera, it looks like a... Yeah, it looks like a sketch. Um, yeah, and no, I think that. And this is I one of the ways the potential the show
0: that the movie has that I'm going to get into later when we get to near the end of the film. I'll get back to that. Um, <laughs> we can talk about it now if you want, but... Um,
1: Oh the the the, the animation. Oh, well, the
0: animation's bad.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's I, that, it's the yeah, poor man sort it. of my Python. It's yeah, it's it's um, it, it, yeah, it, it's it's someone trying to ape Terry Gilliam and just doing a, a really terrible job of it's it. It's a
0: butt though. It's real funny. There's the foot. Uh... <laughs> um, he tries to get sexy with her and then finds out that she's not actually transvestite. And he gets all freaked out.
1: Yeah, he, uh, yeah, the, uh, uh, Barney, Colin Mockery, uh, uh, play, uh, is, um, uh, uh, a gay person in denial, basically. And that's his character. Um, and that's his character. Ah!
0: Yeah, it's very, it's very well done and very thoughtful and, you know, well done.
1: But he is the, he is probably the closest thing. He, he is probably the closest thing to a, um, like a, sympathetic character i guess given given the the, given the time period and the context um and he he comes the closest i think of any single character to being uh funny but i mean god there's just not a lot there to rook with
0: yeah um so she tells him that uh, she's only doing this to get attention from her dad um who is who she believes is jerry
1: who she believes is jerry there is one kind of funny joke where um, uh, she's, she's, she says, like, I, I'm looking for Jerry. And um, Colin Mockery keeps thinking that she's referring to her pimp. It's very uh, funny.
0: He says it a lot, which makes it funnier, I think, personally.
1: Right. It would have been funny if they did it. It had been kind of funny if they did it once. It was, like, the closest thing to a good joke, which they immediately ruined.
0: <laughs> uh, so um, Jane gives uh, Barney a ride home because uh, his car broke down oh that's i forgot but they just mentioned there's a scene where she has to push the car along um
1: oh right okay yeah that funny. was that was that's sort of that was kind of a yeah. funny moment that was a funny moment that was actually kind of a funny moment yeah he 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 uh, barney picks her up uh the car breaks down and she has to push the car to the motel um that was actually a genuinely funny moment um and that's the last genuinely funny moment <laughs> Uh basically. Of
0: the movie. Um yeah, so Barney wants to go tell his wife basically um about his uh being closet uh gay. Um and he gives her enough money to go see Jerry in Chicago. Yeah. Um
1: she only asks for like what like $3, $3 and, and he gives cents.
0: a $5 and he asks for change back.
1: <laughs> which is it's <laughs> alright.
0: Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's all right. It's, it's all sort right. of a generic yeah. joke, but yeah.
1: Again, most of the like almost funny moments in this movie revolve around the character of Barney.
0: That's the last we receive him until the end of the film. So Yeah. Um so the next morning, uh, we meet Jane's mother, um, and she's basically afraid that Jane's experienced the same abandonment, uh that she did with her father. Which is alright, sure. sure. They don't really give a good reason uh why she has this considering that we discover the father's backstory later on. And it me- messes yeah. the whole thing up. Um, we also meet Burger, who is the worst.
1: <laughs> Burger, okay. He delivers played groceries to uh, her mom. Play Burger played by... Did you see who played no. him? Chris... Fucking Hardwick.
0: Uh, can you tell people who who was At him?
1: midnight. Oh, interesting. At midnight, and all the talking show, and all like the Talking Dead and Talking Bad, and all that. Chris fucking Hard. Chris Hardwick, way, way, way before he was a big thing. Like this is this is like this is a, a really young Chris Hardwick. Um, but like I did not recognize him. I call it mockery. I was like, is that no? But like I did not recognize Chris Hardwick at all in this. Um, partly because he's he's very young, but also because. Burger, the character he's playing, <laughs> Burger, is like one of the most painfully <laughs> yeah, unfunny characters yeah, in a movie that's nothing but painfully unfunny. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was it was shocking to see that that was played by Chris Hardwick. Because Chris Hardwick is actually pretty funny. Like, he's actually, like, really good. Um, like, I mean, there was, a, like, towards the end of its run, At Midnight was my favorite late night talk show on TV at that moment. Um, so yeah, I really like Chris Hardwick, and I'm really sad to find out that he had to do this shit. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, this is this is really this is way 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 before he, he made it big, uh, uh, before he became what he is today. Um, but yeah, that that was a shock to find out. Those those are the two shockers in this movie: Colin Mockery and Chris Hardwick, um, actual names uh, in, in an asylum film.
0: Yeah, so he delivers groceries um, to the house because the mom never leaves, uh, basically. His
1: his thing is that, yeah, yeah, he has big buck teeth. He has this, this, like, is the set of, like, big yellow, like, you know, jutting out, you know, buck teeth. Um, And he's incredibly stupid, incredibly slow. um, And he wants to bang Jane's mom. Yes,
0: which he explains in painfully vivid detail.
1: Painfully. Yes, uh, again, uh, just gotta, you know, give our actors, like, five minutes to riff. We, g- we gave them, like, you know, a five-second joke. And it doesn't help like... that
0: um, Jane uh, doesn't... It just has, a, like, a gape mouth every time this happens to her in every scene. Like, she doesn't riff with anyone else. She just listens to all these very funny skits happen.
1: Yeah, because it's Kim Little who, you know my apologies to you know Ms. little but uh she's not a a, a comedian she yeah. she does you know she 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 has no improv skills so she has she, she yeah she's a blank slate she's a brick acting next to people who actually have talents even though they're given nothing to rook with um yeah, yeah so burger drives her over to chicago
0: um, bus station. This is the bus station to Chicago. Um, she runs into a mystery man. Um, says his name is Dick, but she believes oh. is actually the Lollipop Killer serial killer. Um, who uh, we forgot yeah, to so mention. Um, Jerry. There's not a lot to say. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's it's a serial killer. Oh, that's, yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, that's I forgot. She writes letters. Yeah, she to writes to letter
0: to him uh, to the Lollipop Killer because on the Jerry show, presumably at one point, he mentioned. Uh, one of the upcoming segments would be "I'm in love with a serial killer," so she's trying to get onto that segment.
1: And that was weeks ago, and obviously it didn't work. But um, but yeah, so she had written. Letters uh, she breaks to up the with serial him killer. As well. Oh, that I missed. Um, but yeah, so now that serial killer has escaped from prison, and she mistakes this uh, Dick Smith, I believe his name is, uh, for the serial killer. Who who again? <laughs> Hold another, on, another. said um... mistakes,
0: by the way, and that that's a bit late. Um... <laughs> You're spoiling the whole plot, John. No,
1: I, I I've laid out just w- what we know up to this point.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: He's escaped from prison. We we know that by this point. He said
0: uh, mistakes. He's the lollipop killer. Whatever. Sorry, everyone.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> but he doesn't. But he. But I mean, even you can tell right off the bat that like he doesn't look anything like him. Sure. So. But but, Dick. Who's Dick? Again, played by. A, played by Will Wetson. Who
0: was who, that, though? I don't remember. Who
1: was... Who was, you won't know this, but he was Wesley from Star Trek The Next Generation. Basically the (laughs) Scrappy-Doo of Star (laughs) Trek. He was this little snot in the first season of Star Trek. uh, This little kid on the bridge who basically every Star Trek fan grew to hate. uh, Because, like I say, he was the Scrappy-Doo of Star Trek. Um, And there's a wonderful clip you can look up on YouTube of Captain Picard going, Shut up, Wesley. So every time... Dick would uh say, Jane, Jane, I wanted that clip of Kenneth Picard going, Shut up, Wesley.
0: Um, Jane talks to Dick and asks his, uh, where she can finally get a bus ticket. And um I guess love at first sight, basically what happens there, I guess. I assume, maybe.
1: Dick also has braces, hmm. uh, which comes into play in a joke later on, but uh, uh, Jane does yeah, it as well, again. Yeah? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jane Jane has like she has braces and she has that hairstyle where it's like a it's like a um like a pigtail but it's just like it's but it's on one side of the head I I don't know what this is called but like it's that like nineties trope where like every like every character on the spectrum had like braces and like their hair tied up and like on one side of their you know
0: she looked a lot like um Phoebe from the source a little
1: bit just a little bit.
0: Um, so, oh, no. wait, is it,
1: wait, wait, is it, um, speaking of the source, isn't, um, Ashley from the source in, uh, on the Jerry show uh, at, at the beginning of the movie, Maybe. isn't she? I don't
0: know. No idea. Isn't
1: she one of the, um, she's one of the, uh, um, I, I forget the, the premise of that first episode of the Jerry show. We I don't think they say. It's like the very, f- well, I th- I think it's like, it's like, uh, one of the characters believes he's gone. Oh, that's, li- that's where we're
0: then, getting to right now.
1: Oh, that's this. Episode. Yeah. Okay. I could be skipping ahead, but, um, but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Ashley from the source is one of those people who it's shows possible. up on the Jerry show.
0: Um, so, uh, she comes along with Dick, um, and they go basically to a shed or something, his place, maybe. I don't really know what room they're in. Um, they basically watch the Jerry show. Um, and that's when we actually see the show actually happening. Um, Yeah, so the show's about... It's not actually that important to explain it, but uh, one of the people there thinks to God... I mean, it's a Jerry Springer show is
1: is all it is.
0: And the next segment is being abducted by... Uh, Have you ever been abducted by an alien and been granted sex powers? Yes. So Jane has hatched his new plan to go to the desert um, to get abducted by aliens. Um, So they go along... It's interesting. It never occurs to
1: Jane... It never occurs to Jane to just claim this she has to actually well, go she thinks it's all real, I guess. do it i well yeah i guess actually that 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 would fit someone who's obsessed with tv but like like with the the transvestite prostitute thing it was like why don't you just like dress as a transvestite and then skip the whole prostitution bit just write in and say yeah i'm a prostitute you know and then there you go you're covered you don't actually have to go do the prostitution
0: she needs the experience to talk about in the show i guess though
1: she could make something up. I don't know, but
0: she 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 thinks it's all real though. Is the problem? She everyone is there is real, and therefore I too have to be real if I want to actually be on the show. That makes sense. Okay, so um, yeah, so it doesn't work out. At the desert, they get abducted by aliens. They
1: drive out to the desert, which looks a lot like the desert set from Peewee's Big Adventure. Yes. like it's just like it's like a couple of like cardboard cacti and like a backdrop and like some sand scattered around.
0: Um, this is when we get the little claymation scene. Uh oh yeah, which is fine. They were kind of lazy fan. Of they're like, guys, look, we po, uh Rudolph and the Yeti in there too, just isn't like. Isn't this also Play where nation. we
1: get some? Isn't this also where we get some insufferable monologue from? Uh, yes, Dick, Dick,
0: when he explains something, his childhood, I guess.
1: Yeah, I, I forgot what it was. Oh, it's it was no, something really yeah, stupid. Yeah, no, it's
0: um a he caught he found a deer humping his dad.
1: Oh, that's it. That's all right.
0: Uh huh. Yep. Okay.
1: He's a, in this big, tearful monologue, which again just drags on for yep. fucking ever. Um, and again,
0: once again, Jane's only character is to be, has her mouth agape, sort of looking somewhat horrified. Her,
1: yeah, her mouth agape, just sort of giving a stupid grin, just like, eh. Um, god yeah it's 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 intolerable it just goes on for fucking forever and then at least that little stop-motion sequence
0: yeah. i clapped uh, when i saw rudolph the Red Nosed reindeer <laughs> um so this at this point uh she finds out that dick is in fact not the lollipop serial killer and gets angry and runs away um dick follows her around a bunch and that doesn't work out i don't know this it's I'm starting. I'm trying to lose all interest in talking she about just this. She goes time.
1: home. I think it doesn't. She yeah. We're almost. We're almost done. Yep. Actually, I think.
0: Uh, she heads back home. Um, and she finds out that Berger and her mom has got it going on. So she doesn't go back home. She goes back to the motel, and then she...
1: the mom also. I looked this up. The mom also played by a a stop uh, it um, <laughs> a noted TV star. Um, Ally Mills, uh, from um. I'm trying to look up IMDb and let's see. She was in oh she in? the Wonder Years. That was that was her big thing, the Wonder Years, which I never saw because that's before my time. But again, another big TV, a former, t- formerly big TV star in this movie.
0: Yeah, she gets. So she goes next She goes back to the uh, motel and proceeds to try and hang herself. Um, but the rope. She uh, she's trying to hang herself on. It's a bed. It's a it's a. Oh wait, sheet. hold on. Sorry, sorry. Before she hangs herself, she finds out that Jerry killed him, uh, was killed live on Ah
1: TV. yes, this is the big this, the big thing <laughs> we, we
0: jumped back we jumped a little ahead there
1: Jerry was killed Jerry was killed uh, by an audience member yeah was an audience
0: member like no, them. no um because the question was um what was your is your daughter or your girl scout a clown Nazi I think was the question and I think it was killed by the
1: Jesus I missed that yeah. <laughs>
0: And she's she he was killed by a, uh, one of the children. Okay. Um. So distraught after hearing about that, she proceeds to hang herself, believing that her dad's dead.
1: With her bedsheet, she ties it around like the I think the fan, the beds, the the ceiling fan or something.
0: Um. The roof then collapses, and then we see Barney again.
1: Um, and one of the transvestite prostitutes.
0: He's dressed up in like. Um, Spandex. He's he's
1: out. yeah. He's got a he's got a leather uh um uh which we call it uh, uh BDSM. Yeah, yeah, I think it correct. is. I'm sorry, I try to remember. The and initials. then she gets right from Barney home. home today,
0: and we see Barney again, and that's all right. It's fine. <laughs> uh, she meets up with her mom, and she reveals that uh, Jerry was never her father. Right. His entire time. And in fact, he just he was he worked with TVs, and he was like a TV repairman.
1: And we find that we get f- this is where we get the flashback, right? Um,
0: the flashback's pops up later, but let's talk about it now.
1: Because it's topical. Uh so yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Why- it doesn't make any sense. Well, it, okay. It kind of explains why she right. thought okay, hold on, hold on. Jerry was But
0: his okay, okay, they find out that um her father was crushed by
1: TVs. Yeah, a bunch of TVs came down and crushed. And
0: here's the big problem with that, is that her mother is uh thinks that it ble- s- tells Jane that her father ran away. And that's why she doesn't want Jane to date anyone.
1: Oh, I missed that. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs>
0: what What is uh, her mother's
1: reasoning, then? From being like... More than that, more than that, Jane... Saw her father. Well, she looked at she. As, as seen in fair, the flashback.
0: Um, yeah, so she looks at a, a TV is also on after, wow, next to her father's been crushed, and the TV's playing Right, the
1: his His legs are sticking out of the I bottom think, of well, the Well, that's TV because like, she's pile. like a young
0: child, so like cognitive, you know. Change basically right right even at a young age she's already obsessed
1: with tv she already it looks like she's already already does nothing but watch tv so she hears the crash she goes to the next room and there's like just like two legs to give a pile of tvs and one of the tvs right in the middle is on and it's the jerry show so i guess that's how she interpreted her she linked her father and jerry in her mind in her in her young fragile mind they had
0: a psychic link john (laughs) <laughs> then allowed... oh, so Are we?
1: Go- are we? Are we going on killers' uh, logic here? Jerry and, is Jerry this, and Jane have a psychic Jane, link? Jane is is Jane and Heather from killers the same character? They're twins.
0: That's why they look the same. We never got Heather's last name. It could be Heather White. We don't know. That's
1: true. That's true.
0: Um, I think the father has to be allowed to make that have that make sense. But it could be like before this, maybe. Can we connect this movie to the Asylum Climatic Universe, maybe? Do we tough, want to connect you know it? I don't know.
1: I'm more interested in knowing how Chris Hardwick managed to live this down. Uh,
0: um, so, Dick <laughs> uh, so Dick finds her again, um, and he's basically murdered about a dozen people. Um, to prove that yeah, he it's is like a serial if,
1: killer. If it's a, ser- if it's a serial killer you want, it is it's a serial killer you have. Uh, yeah, Jane then... And there's a pile of yeah. dead bodies it's on, on kind the of front It's kind sort of funny. He's standing over with a chainsaw. Um, which actually led to the one joke in this movie that I actually cracked a smile at. Um, and it's when uh, she goes out to embrace him. I think they kiss. And then she goes, um, oh, but Jerry's dead. Yeah. And he goes... Oh, and he looks at all the all the dead bodies, and I was like, "Okay, that's 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 an okay joke." I I cracked I cracked a smile at that while watching it, um, and yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So they head back home, and then we the the real lollipop killer shows up at the house, and proceeds to attack Jane, um, but then Dick saves her, her like, I don't know, a minute later.
1: Uh, yeah, he yeah.
0: Oh yeah, um, throughout this whole film, Jane has his remote. They don't really talk about it all, but she has this remote that basically works for every television. Somehow, like, why does she have this remote when she got it? Do you know?
1: Uh, No, no, that was never established.
0: But so after this happens, she, Jane gives her mom the remote and Jane and Dick walk off into the sunset talking about films. And like, where which where we're gonna go next? Let's go to Springfield. Oh, oh, we're ne- or T- TV shows, yeah. not 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 Sorry. films. <laughs>
1: that's the film. That is JY sick. And okay, twisted. and it's it's it it is sick, uh, but it's not twisted. Yeah.
0: Um. So okay, it's, this it's film not- is could have been way better if instead.
1: Um, yeah, okay. It could be way better if uh, someone else made it. <laughs> no. Okay. This is we'll lost start, potential. We'll start there. All right.
0: This movie goes on and on about TV shows. This films a discussion of TV shows and how media affects us or whatever. Oh,
1: the premise. The premise could be really interesting. Yes. Okay. Like, yeah. If you take the premise, this could be a really All good right? comedy. Here's what I thought. It could um, have been unfortunately, better. it was in the hands of David Michael yes. Ladd, who I'm sorry cannot write comedy. Can't can't write much of anything if I'm being honest. But you know, but definitely not comedy. <sighs>
0: Uh, it's so, okay. This film could be way better if instead of it being like it is now, um, every scene would have been a different TV show. So when they go to the desert, it could be an X Files, you know? Yes. Or you know, the motel yes. could have been a Monty Python sketch, etc. If
1: this this movie like was like this halfway film tries to, being to be a, a celebration a seri-
0: of TV shows.
1: Well, well, it was halfway towards being a series of skits already. Like it's like. Like, if you think of, like, the absolute worst skit comedy you've ever seen, like, I don't know, like, like, Mad TV at its absolute lowest, like, this is still somehow worse than that. But, like, but it's like, it's almost, it, it's almost on that level. It's because each segment of of the film is shot very differently. Um, it has a very different style to it. The whole, the whole desert sequence... Looks very different from the rest of the movie, um, and yeah, I mean, it feels like skit comedy, but it but each of the skits are too long to to be proper skits. Yeah,
0: like okay, yeah. So think back on Pee Wee's uh, Big Adventure, and that is a series of small skits, basically that connect each one. You know, uh, Pee Wee is, is trying to get a ride, so he's you know a hitchhiker, and then he gets in—he gets in the truck, and then the truck gets him off, and he's in the dark, and then he goes finds a bar, and he sees the bar, and all those four scenes are like I don't know three to five minutes long.
1: Or think of like like a really good episode of like Mister Show or Kids in the Hall, where like well actually Mister Show is a better example because there's actually like uh, uh, there's there'll be like a plot line that will actually carry through and, and link each of the skits, um, and so like yeah if if you did something on that level where you have these characters and they're like going through, I mean it, this could be. And I mean, this is the thing. Also, is like having having Jerry be yes, killed, yeah, it's like two thirds the movie. It's potential. like this. This could be like an interesting road trip movie. This could be a sort of like, um, uh, I'm trying to think of like a, a good example of this. But like, but but like, uh, you could have like a, a road trip movie where it's a series of skits. Um, And it's like based on various TV shows with the ultimate destination of getting on the Jerry show. And then Jerry could be the
0: one who tells her that right He's right you could actually
1: it. have a conclusion to that and the, and the whole jerry show could be like the final skit um and it's done in that style of the jerry springfield show but so to ha- so to have jerry killed off like two-thirds of the way through the movie the just film like ends, just end, just materially. ends that the, the the movie basically just goes a big boomerang where like you throw it out it doesn't reach its target and then it just comes back and hits you um, it's, yeah, it, is, there, there are so
0: many, you can count the number of skits with your hand in this film too. Cause each yeah. skit yeah, lasts yeah, yeah. 10 minutes long and none of them are funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like five, it's like five skits with some, and they're all the same
0: story. skit. They're all one guy talks for six minutes about something dirty, rude, or sort of a random story.
1: A bunch of innuendo is thrown in. It's, oh God. I mean, yeah, it's, you, th- this, yeah, this premise could be really interesting. And unfortunately it's, it was in the hands of the asylum. <laughs>
0: um, I believe Kim Little. Oh, uh, do Dave we, do we, Apple,
1: we mention, do we mention the other unique thing about this, about this movie, about how it had a theatrical release?
0: Yes, maybe. I couldn't actually find maybe. anything about According
1: it. According to the Wikipedia page, at, at the very least.
0: I found the most mentions of this movie elsewhere, though. Um, mm. Like, I was trying to find it, basically, information yeah, if about
1: this is, it. If this was in, in movies, it was in like 300, like, you know, like, like, move, like, well, maybe even not that many, like, you know, movies, but like a really dinky number of, like, cinemas yeah. run, like, you know, oh, God, This film yeah, was and, definitely,
0: and, and, like, I don't know, made. It would, made, this like, film, th- it would made, like, this film was made for an audience. Which I can't say for any other Sign film. An audience. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it was meant to meant to be humorous, and it was meant to for a certain type of pe- a certain audience. People. It was meant for a film festival audience who'd watch it.
1: it, it it's it's a it's a lousy comedy, um, and it's it's a lot like a, a a a lot of utter lousy comedies of the era, um, like Master of Disguise. You know, it's. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just a bad,
0: yeah. bad comedy. Um, I'm not looking forward to watching any of the upcoming asylum comedies, because there's quite a few. Um, this has oh, dropped in all of my interest. <laughs> Dramatically, as little of interest I had for those comedies to get to watching those, I'm even less excited. In fact, I'm dreading huge it now. Huge
1: waste of effort uh, must be, by asylum standards, a huge waste of money. Um, and most tragic of all, a big waste of talent. Yeah. They
0: have music in this.
1: The the Jane Y Sick and Twisted theme song is okay. No, they
0: they have I, I Think say. I Love You in this song. They got the rights to it.
1: Oh Yes, that's right. I forgot about that. Uh, uh, I think I love you. Uh, they have that. And yeah, that it, it's just them um, singing I think I love you. Um, so they had to have gotten the rights for and that. And I think there's subject. a
0: couple of uh, popular songs in this that I can't recall at the moment. There are also that's things the- they got the rights for. This film has money in it, and they put money into it.
1: By asylum standards, this movie had money, and it had some names behind it. This was it. definitely
0: a passion project. So I'm pretty sure both Kim Little and David Michaelette wrote it together.
1: Yes, yes, they wrote it. This is going to be Kim Little's. Like Kim Little had proven her her uh, worth as an action. Star. <laughs> I think actually they started. So now... I think they
0: actually started dating at this point.
1: So now she was going to prove her worth. Now David Michael Latt with his own studio, the asylum, which he co-founded, he was going to make his wife, his girlfriend, whatever they were at the time, uh, a, a, a star of comedy. And he was going to, you know, get, get other stars of comedy, you know, get Colin Mockery, get Wesley, get these other, you know, people get these TV stars. And the, 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 the the B list of TV stars, granted, but still, you know, TV stars uh, make make him little uh, a star of comedy. Um, I'm gonna guess it didn't work out,
0: and it's kind of a shame, I'd say, because this film could be good. It could be good. It's on that. It's on that edge.
1: It's the wrong people writing it. You need well, it's they, amateurs they, they writing. They should it, I guess, not. When you think about it, well, yeah, exactly. Um, like, they might should not, not be the, the, the ones writing
0: beforehand. it. Um, called uh, they... Sorority House Party, that was oh, like I think back god. in nineteen ninety four, and that's one of his first films he made.
1: Oh god, yeah they they, they they should not be touching comedy. If if you're if they're going, if you're gonna do comedy, at least get someone who knows how to write comedy. You know, to do your movie, um, or you know, uh, to fair, if that, going that to was never gonna ac- happen. If you're gonna have your actors, uh, you know, improv. If you're just gonna sort of lean on them to give little, like, you know, five-minute riffs, um, give them more material to work with than this.
0: Yeah. The, the I mean, this is clearly a film that uh, David Michaelat wanted to make, I imagine, and he never he would have never outsource the writing to a different person, because this this was yeah, his project, feel... as long as Kim Little's, I imagine.
1: This, yeah, I mean, yeah, it does feel like, yeah, they really want to make something you know that would be you know of a high of a higher caliber than, than they were used to perhaps some
0: had positive ratings presumably
1: that is shocking <laughs> at the time
0: at, at film festivals it was a film festival film so
1: i su- I, su- I perhaps someone one of gave the- master of <laughs> disguise a positive rating too so yeah you know.
0: those are two different audiences though so maybe not
1: Oh no! Oh no! I feel this is this is a similar. No, like well, once for, one, this, this is like this a, is bad, a, a bad comedy. <laughs> this audience. is for a film
0: festival audience for sure. And They got film festival awards.
1: What do you what exactly do you mean by a film festival um, audience? This, this isn't exactly like Sunday. Yeah, I know, material. but it's definitely
0: it's in that vein for sure. Consider that they got a lot of film festival awards, so I assume I assume most of this aired in film festivals.
1: That just means they they submitted it. I don't know. It's low budget. It's a, it's I, a,
0: *Master Skies* was a really high budget film as well.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Two different that, that, levels that, that of failures. A, that was a studio release. You're right. You're right. Yeah. This is this is a this is an independent film because it's *The Asylum*. Even though *The Asylum* is absolutely a product of the Hollywood machine yet, though, in its own I'd weird say. little way. Well, it um, isn't yet. But yeah, you're right. It's an indie film technically.
0: Yeah. Um. I don't know. Any last words?
1: uh the film. i mean really i think we covered it but, we do like, not recommend know, this there's film only, there's only so many ways to say this movie sucks mm. uh shut up wesley um you know i'm i'm really sorry for calling mockery um but i'm glad chris hardwick managed to you know move past this and you know made a bay because uh he's actually <laughs> oh yeah he's the one who has he,
0: the buck chief that they've placed inside he, him
1: Right, right, yeah. He, he, he For some uh, reason, they,
0: they have, It's no point being there. It Just makes this worse. Because all it's weird. because funny. Because it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's like middle grade humor.
1: Middle Oh no, yeah, grade that's humor. all this. Mo- yeah, yeah, that that's all this 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 movie is. Ugh. Yeah.
0: Don't recommend this film. Don't watch it.
1: Yeah, it's awful. Even even by asylum standards. Actually, well, this uh, is by asylum standards, it's
0: well produced.
1: <laughs> but. But somehow harder yeah. to watch.
0: Well, comedy subjective, I guess. So Maybe we're wrong. Well, uh, Maybe this film is there there's
1: nothing, there's nothing harder to watch than bad comedy.
0: This film got award reward with thing. best poster. Would <laughs> you find that hard?
1: To... I didn't even know what that means. <laughs> what does that
0: mean? One of the film festers gave best poster award, which is sort of, I don't know, feels like a fake reward.
1: Yeah, it's like probably like the Razzie. This film is a festivals. bad poster,
0: too. Because the film has... Um, Chi Chi and Barry in the front oh. and Jane White's in the background even though Chi Chi appears once
1: oh yeah the one with Colin Mock. I can understand why they put Colin Mockery front and center because he was probably as of this time probably did you know that the actor plays Chi Chi did as, anything as of 2002 Actually. probably uh, Colin Mockery uh, I do not recognize Chi Chi um, I can look it up uh, let's see here Deborah Wilson plays Chi Chi I'm looking up the IMDB page here Deborah Wilson that name sounds kind of familiar um, known for over the hedge, Metal Gear Solid Four, Scary Movie Four. Over the
0: hedge, so that's she's... some gold, right there. That
1: that's that's later than this movie, obviously, but not um, too late. But yeah, Metal Gear Solid. That's so she's a voice Rook. Um, okay. So she's been in stuff, but not yeah, like she's not, not the same. Super probably. well known.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure why she's on the um. A poster
1: I guess they just thought she looked fucking hilarious <laughs> she had that again, very funny transve- hat I, again transvestites if you think transvestites are hilarious you will love this movie
0: that's the film um yeah I give it uh a star
1: i i can I, can I give it negative stars
0: well I don't know is that
1: fair to
0: it can you give it, it stars I mean, based I, on it being a well produced i will just uh...
1: give it nothing. I'll just give it, noth- just give okay, it nothing that's fair. You get nothing. <laughs> Good day, sir.
0: All right. Um, we'll be back next week with another time film that I've completely forgotten what the next time film is. <laughs> it's a surprise, everyone. I think it's Evil Eyes, but let me double check that.
1: I say we keep a surprise. Yeah? yeah.
0: Well, okay. Maybe Evil Eyes is the next film. It's going to be a continuation of sort of weird, kind of bizarre films, I think. Uh, for a little while. Um, yeah. We have about seven episodes left until this Asylum arc ends and the new money-grabbing Asylum arc begins.
1: Yeah, but this is the early period when the Asylum didn't really know what it wanted to be, obviously, so it's just kind of trying a bit of everything, it seems like. So this is, the, um, this is like the awkward adolescence of the Asylum before they kind of figure out what they're going to do, which... Will be the lowest common denominator as it turns out.
0: Alright. Well, that's a podcast. Um, see you see next everyone next week,
1: I guess. Bye bye. <laughs>
0: Later. You really don't
1: have to worry. I only wanna make you happy. And if you say hey go away, I will. But I think better still, I'd better stay around and love you. Do you think I have a case?